In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Three in One who has authority over this whole universe, and even has authority over evil. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, the thing about Jesus and evil is that it kind of puts us in a bit of a position when we as the Christian church make that claim that Jesus has authority over evil. Because immediately that claim begins to have some ramifications for how we're thinking about things. And those ramifications are things that people bring up to us a lot. I mean... Honestly, if you read books by people like Christopher Hitchens, who is a militant atheist out there, basically what he argues against is this idea of Jesus having authority over evil. Because the ramifications of Jesus having authority over evil are twofold. You can either believe that Jesus is God... Or you can believe that Jesus is not God. And if you believe that Jesus is God, then you maybe don't believe that Jesus has authority over evil. That he is a God, but that somehow evil is outside of his reach. Because essentially if Jesus is God and God is good, and God is all-powerful, then... Should there be evil? Well, our minds would tell us, well, no. Because an all-good, all-powerful God would come into this world and he would get rid of evil and we wouldn't have to worry about evil anymore. And so then we go to the other side of that argument and we think, okay, well, maybe Jesus does have authority over evil. And maybe he is God, which means that maybe Jesus isn't all good. Because if he allows these evil things to happen in our society, if he allows these evil things to happen in our world, maybe he's actually this sort of spiteful God that wants to destroy at least a segment of humanity. And so you really get into kind of a pickle when you begin to claim Jesus has authority over evil. You either begin to think that Jesus is not God or that Jesus is not good. It's the difference of one O, God or good. And yet what we claim together as Christians, as people that believe in what Scripture teaches us, we actually have the claim that that paradox is truth. That that Jesus is God, and that Jesus is good, and that he has authority even over evil, even though he allows it to be in our world. And so then we bump up against this text in our Gospel reading, and we begin to see how Jesus works with evil when it appears. Now, if you weren't with us last week, what we talked about last week was that Jesus came to his hometown, to Nazareth. He went to church, and there they gave him the book to read, and he gave a short little sermon basically saying, Hey, guess 
guess what? I'm the Messiah. And basically all of the people that were in the church on that day said, Oh, you think so? Well, we're going to take you and throw you off of a cliff. And so Jesus now is going to Capernaum. He, he got out of that. He just walked right through them. And now he's going to Capernaum, and he's basically preaching the same message, except that the people in Capernaum, they're, they're getting it. They're allowing him to make that claim of being the Messiah, being who he is. That They're allowing him to say, I am the Son of God. I am the one who is coming in to usher in this golden age. And so the people of Capernaum, they're, they're actually seeing things like healings. They're actually seeing things like people are uh, seeing that, that demons are coming out of people. And that's what happens when he goes and teaches in the synagogue in Capernaum. That there is a man there who has an unclean demon. And Jesus is about to give the sermon and he pops up. And he says, what are you doing here? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. You're the son of God. And it's like that demon knows that Jesus is in authority over him. And that brings us back to one of those arguments. That Jesus is there and so is a demon. And the demon is saying, I know who you are. Have you come to destroy us? And so what the demon is actually confessing is that Jesus has the power to destroy demons. Which means to destroy evil beings. But that he's not doing it. Just yet. And then Jesus says, come out of him. And the demon leaves. And so you really get to see for yourself, Jesus actually does have the authority over this unclean demon. And then Jesus goes after that, and he goes to Simon Peter's mother-in-law, and she has a fever. And Jesus heals her of that fever, that manifestation of evil. Because if it weren't for evil in the world, we wouldn't have sickness, we wouldn't have illness, we wouldn't have things like fever and cancer and all of that other nasty stuff. And Jesus goes and he heals her. Which then for a lot of us, we go, well, why didn't Jesus heal my aunt? Why didn't Jesus heal my grandmother? Why doesn't Jesus heal me? I'm going through some stuff right now. And you come back to that question of, is Jesus God or is Jesus good? Because you begin to wonder if he's both. And really what you begin to wonder about is the delay. Why isn't Jesus healing me yet? Why has this not all come to fruition yet? And... Really, when you take the logical train ride down the track a little bit and around the mountain, 
the question that you finally have to ask yourself is not if Jesus is God or if Jesus is good. But you have to ask yourself who you are. You have to ask yourself if you are good. And see, most of us, most of the time, will say, Yeah, (laughs) I'm good. I'm at least better than my neighbor. Uh, I'm at least better than than those people that that I see, um, uh, you know, uh, on the weekends, drunk at pots. Or I'm at least better than those people that I see when I drive through Frenchtown. Or I'm at least better than those people that I know are somewhere out there and they are doing things that behind closed doors are just despicable. I know that I'm better than those people. And whoever that is, you probably have your own little cadre of people that you're like, well, yeah, I'm better than them. And because I'm better than them, that means that I'm good. But that's not exactly the way that it works out. You see, when we're born into this world, we're we're born into this world as sinful human beings. We're born into a broken world in which we commit sins every day. And if you don't believe that you commit sins every day, then you're probably just lying to yourself. But maybe, maybe you are actually so concerned about righteousness that you'll at least admit to sinning at least once every week. And maybe, you go, well, yeah, I mastered that one, the whole one, one sin a week thing. Yeah, that was a couple years back. So maybe you're the person that only sins once a month. Or maybe you're even the person who only sins once a year. Whatever it is, if you recognize that you do that, that you have those sins that are a part of who you are? It means that you're not good. And the only way that you can really eventually get to the point where you understand what is good and what is evil is by something external telling you that. Because we've all seen cultures that have gone awry throughout history that have said we're doing the right thing by killing hundreds of thousands of people that are not our race and saying that it's a very good thing. We have all seen people that even with the best of intentions have gone forward and have done things that have resulted in disaster for other people. And if you begin to recognize those things, you begin to see that you yourself are not good. And that you actually need somebody who is outside of you to show you what good is. Which is what God does for us. It's what God has done ever since the beginning of creation. He said, this is good, This is not. And that when we fell 
in the Garden of Eden, that what we were learning in there was not good. We already knew good. But what we learned in the Garden of Evil when Adam and Eve sinned against God was that they learned evil. And ever since then, our categories have been sort of mixed up. We know that there is evil out there, but we're not always so good at diagnosing where it is, especially in our own lives. Yeah, we're really good at doing that in other people's lives. But in ours, not so much. And so then we come back to the question of, is Jesus God or is He good? And once you come back to that question, knowing who you are, you finally realize you don't have the right or the responsibility even to tell God if He's good or not. I mean, it's kind of frightening that you can look at when God does some stuff, and He does some stuff in the Bible... That you look at that as a human being who thinks that they know what good and evil is, what right and wrong is, and you look at what God does and you go, I don't think that that's good. And then you have to wrestle with that. And finally, what you have to come down to is that cross. Where a completely righteous man, if we believe what the Bible says, a completely righteous man is hung on that cross after being beaten into a bloody pulp. And then hung on that cross with nails so that people down below him can spit at him and wag their heads. Some pigeon neck going on in early Hebrew And that we call that good. And that we celebrate that day in this church as a day called Good Friday. And if we're honest about it, if we look at the cross, looking at that and saying that that is good can be really difficult to do sometimes. But it's good for us. And Jesus, being God, recognizes what is good for us. He recognizes that if He were going to wipe away all of the wickedness out of this world, that you would be wiped away with it. That you would be wiped off of the face of the earth because you are not Good. Because even if you're that person who only sins once a year, you're gone. And when Jesus shows up, you should be speaking the same words that that demon spoke. Have you come to destroy us? Because I know that that's where we're headed. But Jesus in His goodness, gave you time. Jesus, in His goodness, gave you baptism. Gave you the ability to receive who He is. Receive His goodness. 
So that finally you could look at that cross and say that that is good. It's not good for him. It's not even good in terms of justice. Because I should be the one that's on that cross. But it's good for me. Because I have a God who is good. Who loved me enough to suffer what wasn't good. So that he could heal me of the evil that lives deep inside me. And when you recognize that, you are able to look at this world in a whole new light. In a new light that means that you are really not good. But that you can now begin to try to be a little better. That you can live out that experience of who Jesus is and His goodness given to you. And that you can begin to serve other people. When Jesus heals Peter's mother-in-law, what does she do right afterwards? She begins to serve others. That's our storyline now. That Jesus has come into our time-bound world has given us that healing through His Word and through His sacraments so that we, like Peter's mother-in-law, can go out and be better and to serve and recognize that it's all coming from He who is truly God and is truly good. Amen.